So today's devotion is about how to give hope to the lost during the holidays. It's kind of an addition to what we did last night in our Bible study, just in case you were watching it. But, you know, the holidays are meant to be full of joy, gladness, happiness, peace, family time, love. I mean, um, if you have kids, if, you know, you're, what, what is Santa bringing for the kids? You're putting up your Christmas tree, your what are you cooking? Are you traveling to go visit your family? Is your family traveling to come see you? Are you hosting? You know, who are? are you making your list of everyone you need to buy gifts for? The wrapping paper, the cards. Are you making um, uh, like a, a card to send out? So bringing the photographer over to take your Christmas pictures and then sending them out in cards. I mean, the list goes on and on of the things that we do for the holidays to just bring joy into our life. Some people really, really, really love it and have fun doing it. Others are kind of like, all right, this is a lot. This has become stressful. Um, this has become a, a long list of tasks. Um, so right now I want us to take the time and think about the people in our life who may not be able to look at the holidays as such a happy and beautiful time. There are some people in our life who have just recently lost a loved one. There are some people in our life who for the last few years have lost loved ones. So when it comes to the holidays, a joyous occasion, they're fighting with the sorrows, sorrows of um, being alone. They're fighting with um, the darkness of not being able to celebrate the holiday with the one person that they love because their heart hurts. A few years ago, I lost my uncle um, on December 19th. So I always think about my grandma in that she doesn't have her son just a couple days before Christmas. And even though he was an adult, and even though my grandma is filled with such wisdom, you can't help but think about the pain that you feel around this time of year. My best friend, Annetta, she calls into this prayer call often, and um, you hear her share her prayer requests, and sometimes it's even hard for her to speak it because she's, um, I could tell she's crying the whole time she's on this call. She lost her mom Memorial Weekend of this year, and so I remember I was planning to go and surprise her, and so I'm calling all my friends saying, hey, I really want to go surprise her, and as I'm texting her to find out what she's doing, where she's going, literally, this is Memorial Weekend. This is the Friday going into Memorial Weekend. I'm looking for a flight. I find out she starts calling and texting and is telling me, Mom is on her last leg. I really need you to pray. And she was in the hospital screaming and crying. And two hours later, I got the call that she's gone. So now the flight that I'm booking that was supposed to be a fun was flight that I'm booking to go be with her because she's losing it. And the following weekend, we go up and, and do the funeral. So I think about people like her. This is all she has is her mom. So how is she celebrating the holidays? You know, um, I haven't been able to speak to her since then because she's been in a dark cloud, you know, and people mourn differently, and it takes different time for different people. So today, like I said, may or may not be about you or for you. But I think we all know someone 
who may be suffering around this time of year. And so I just want to give us some, some much-needed points that you can use now and you can also use throughout the year when it comes to someone who suffers from a loss. How to give hope to the lost during the holidays. The first gift that you can give them is the gift of listening. Sometimes we always want to fix things, especially as ladies. Our nurturing spirit just wants to go in and fix. We want to see a smile on your face like, boom, like snap of a finger like yesterday. But when it comes to suffering from a loss, it takes time, and everyone's clock is different. Some people's clock may be a couple, you know, a couple days, a couple weeks, and you can bounce back. I've seen some people bounce back, but to this day still have me blown away like you are super strong. Others may take six months to a year to really come out of that dark cloud. Romans 12.15, here's scripture for you. Romans 12.15, write this down. Mourn with those who mourn. Sometimes you have to just be. I did a story on this years ago of um, there's a huge festival that they used to do out here at the Whitewater, uh, Whitewater Center. And the Whitewater Center, to those who don't live here, um, it's just this huge whitewater, man-made whitewater park where people are, uh, whitewater rafting park that people could go in, but it's man-made. And typically once a year, they'll change, they put in all these rubber duckies in the, in the whitewater um, center. Each ducky represented, uh, each rubber ducky represented um, a person who has uh, passed away. And the park was filled with parents. And it was parents who have lost their kids. And the whole concept of this was mourning. How do you mourn? How do you mourn the loss of a child? And I sat with these parents who shared with me that, you know, sometimes people don't know what to say and you're like, um, don't worry, they're in heaven now, and they're saying, don't say things like that. I'm still mourning the loss of my son, uh, and I know that he's with God, but at this point, I'm mad with God, and so that's not necessarily a nurturing thing to say. You know, sometimes we can put our foot in our mouth and say things that um, aren't as comforting, you know. Um, this woman shared with me that the best things you can do is just be. She said, I had two other kids when I lost my son. I forgot that my son needed a haircut. I forgot that my daughter had ballet practice. I forgot that she needed to brush her teeth, that she needed clean clothes to wear, or that she even needed to eat. So there's some basic necessities that sometimes fall short when, when there's a family that loses a loved one. And so sometimes we can just be. We can jump in and we can help in ways that, that they're no longer even thinking about because their heart is so broken. So just sitting next to a person and listening, not talking at all, just listening. You can give ministry that shows you care, which is to just be alongside them. Give the gift of remembrance, whether a person wants to sit in silence, whether a person wants to share stories with you. As you listen, you can also be the outlet for them to remember. Sometimes that's, that's, not sometimes, but that's all they have right now are the memories, you know, and 
the most beautiful gift you can give them is one that they can just sit and share story after story. And you can smile and joy with them in sharing those memories. Show that you can possibly remember some of them too, depending if you know the person or not. Share the memories with them if you have some too. Think about the times that you've been comforted when you lost a loved one. What were things that people did, said, or showed to you that gave you comfort? Now it's your time and it's your turn to provide that back. What were the acts of kindness, kindness given? Pay them back. Reminisce of the comfort that God gave you. So you can give the gift of listening and you can give the gift of remembrance. Another gift you can share is the gift of the unusual. So sitting in silence, if that doesn't work, and the person wants you to share memories and talk, you can do that. But maybe the person is yearning for something different. The gift of the unusual can be an idea. Being able to take the person outside of themselves. This is something that I see um, that's applicable after there's been some time, you know, whether it's been a couple weeks or a couple months. But taking them outside of themselves to try something different. An idea could be to say, hey, you want to go volunteer at the, um, at the homeless shelter? This is going to force them out of their box, out of their cocoon, which sometimes a lot of people fall into around this time of the year. Taking them outside of themselves to a place to volunteer is a place where they can feel needed, feel wanted, and also see that they're not alone, that other people are going through things as well, and showing them that they can be a blessing even when they're carrying a broken heart, the gift of the unusual. And so here I even took a note. Um, down. So usually when, um, when a person is going through suffering a loss, it usually can take six to 18 months of them kind of fighting isolation, of being by themselves and trying to come out into the world, trying to venture out. And so that's when a lot of these gifts can help. Also, the gift of enduring friendship, and that can look so different to so many people how can you just be a friend? And that's where um, some of the best advice I received, like I shared, was in that story where she said, I had people come to my house that just cooked for me. I had people come take my dirty clothes, wash them, and just leave them on my doorstep. She said the neighbors that lived in the house next door to us gave us our house as our family members flew in and out taking turns, taking care of us. Just, yeah, just They went and moved, lived somewhere else. And they just gave us their house every time we had family members come in to cook or clean or just to be with us as we're making, you know, all these appointments and all these changes in our life. And she said it helped tremendously because family didn't have to look into hotels. They couldn't stay with us. We didn't have any room. You know, so just what, how can you be a friend to them? During the holidays, as people tend to retreat back into isolation and loneliness, and darkness, how can you help? Here's my real big scripture for this entire devotion, 2 Corinthians 1.4. 2 Corinthians 1.4. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. 
And the last one, the gift of prayer. Sometimes when you don't know what to say at all, you can say, can I pray for you? That's it. Can I pray for you? When you take it to God and you allow God to move in their lives, he can provide all that they need. Because sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's, it's hatred. God, I, I am filled with such hate right now. I hate the person that did this to them. Sometimes it's, um, like I said, loneliness or I hurt. My body hurts. I'm sick, becoming physically sick. And so these start, what starts to happen is these are things that you can't help, that you can't change. Only God can. So think about others this holiday season. Uh, you are filled with joy and you're happy and you're creating memories in your life. I also want us all to be cognizant of the people who are really going through something this time of year and that God has called us to be a blessing. We have work to do. So when you see someone going through someone something, or more importantly, if you have family members or friends in your life that you can think of right now that you know are looking at this holiday season a little differently than you, take that time. Give the gift of listening or the gift of remembrance. Maybe you can provide the gift of the unusual. Provide the gift of prayer. Really, truly be a friend. And as he says in his word, 2 Corinthians 1.4, he comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. How has God comforted you? And what can you do to provide comfort to others? I pray that this is a blessing to you. And like I said, not only for the holiday season, this is definitely beneficial for all year round when people are going through loss. And so after I heard that devotion, I just started listing names of people who needed cards, handwritten cards, cards that um, said, I know you went through this this year, but I want you to know that I'm standing in the gap with you and that I'm, I'm praying for you during this holiday season. So if that's a little bit of a homework assignment for you, in the next week, um, if, there's, if this is not, these are not people that live down the street from you, definitely take the time to write a handwritten card and just let them know that you're praying with them and for them during this holiday season. All right, at 619, it is time for prayer requests. That's what you called in for, and we want to pray for you. I have my paper and pen in my hand, and I want to write down your prayer request so that I can pray for you. If there's someone on the call that has a prayer request, unmute your phone and make your prayer request to be made known. And maybe it's for you. Or maybe it's for someone else you know that is suffering or going through some, something and you want to lift them up. We want to pray for them as well. So at this time, I pass the phone over to you. Make your prayer request made known at this time. All right, do we have any prayer requests this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Who is this? Um, this is Nakisha. How's your friend? Um, hey. I, hey. I need, um, I got a couple things going on. I'd like to, um, first of all, last year, um, I have been looking for almost four years, 
Ten, his foster mom has taken him the rest of me totally. It's been so tough. I've been his nurse for so long, and I love him unbelievably. Um, so um, I no longer get to be a part of his life um, because she says that we can't get along. We can't get along, and I don't know how that affects um, us. So they say he's really sad and not going through this too. Um, and I miss him dearly. It's like I lost. Uh, it's like this is for me because I feel like I lost a child. Um, so I just need um praise, talking about adopting him, all kinds of stuff. And I just feel like this became a jealousy thing and became like maybe a loss of income thing. I don't know, but all of a sudden I received a call day after Thanksgiving. Um, you no longer can be with him after four years. Just terrible. So I need to about that situation. Because I lost my income. so you're saying, okay, so we have to pray for Nasir. I got him down. Are you saying to, of course, keep him lifted up in prayer, but are you saying to possibly also pray for him about you possibly adopting him? No, I'm not. You know, after all of this, I I mean, I'm I'm not going to fight the battle. You don't want me to be with him, so I I can't adopt him. Um, I just pray for me to move on and have to let him go. Um, Okay. And, you know, I taught him a lot, and now he's, like, confined to the chair and everything. He's taking steps. I just have to be able to move forward and not keep looking back because it feels like he lost a child, you know. So I just got to move forward. And him go, um, I had lost my income with him because that was my income. So um, I have a new case, and, of course, I don't like it because it's not him. Not um, him, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard. Um and then um, the transition with everything. My child went to transition to a new school. He loves basketball. That's his dream. And the devil is just attacked. I just saw him under attack. Um, we thought he was going to be able to play, and now they want $5,000 more. Dollars. So I just hope that once we take this money, everything will be cleared at this other school, and um, it will work out. The kids on the basketball team are saying that they didn't want him at the school that he was at because they were taking, he was taking their playing time. So it was like his old school, and I get a call right before the game starts. Well, they want 70% of the tuition even though he's not there, and we can't let him play if he owes money at another school. So even though I just lost my job, for a new job, we got to try to come up with that so he can play because we want him to stay focused, and it's just a mess. So we just need prayer for all of that. <laughs> Okay, and you said this is, what's your son's name? Michael. Okay. Yeah, his dad's not handling it well, because, you know, man, I want to be a head of the household and all that. Okay. Thank you. All right, we got you down. We got you down. I got you down. We got you down. All righty. Is there anyone else that has a prayer request this morning? I do. Go ahead. Okay, um, I have two requests. Sure. Um, one is for uh, one of my students who is in a homeless shelter, and her mom told me yesterday they have until the 15th to get out of the shelter, and they have no place to go, and it's really been... Uh, a stressful situation for me because she's been in there for like two months now and there is no no change in the situation. Mom is doing everything that they, the shelter is telling her to do, but at the same time it's not benefiting, it's not helping her move forward. She had to take all these classes or whatever, but 
there is no change. So yeah. there's still no no income. There's still no no anything, and and they have to get out, and they don't have anywhere to go. Wow. And so it's right before Christmas, and she's 13, and she's one of my star students. Has tried to keep her grades up, in, even in this situation, and it's been a struggle, and it's it's heartbreaking. And I know I can't do anything because I don't have any resources to do anything right. to help. So just asking is it, prayer for is it her. Sabrina? No, my name is Danica. Um, you said Danica. B as in boy. Danica. B Danica. Oh, I remember seeing your name up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you said your students praying for this situation here. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely gets difficult when you are helping as much as you can, and you can't do all that is needed for that situation. Right. Um, all right, anything else? I know you said you had two. My sister, she has lupus. Um, she, her heart um, is not doing well. She's in the hospital. Um, she has fluid around her heart. They say it's like 12 pounds of pressure, which is making mm. her heart work over. Mm. And the only thing they can do is give her like fluid pills to try to mm-hmm. take away the fluid, but yeah. the the fluid pills are drying out her kidneys, which lupus, you know, actually um, is an autoimmune situation where you can't fight off of anything. So it's, it's like counteractive, but Correct. at the same time her heart is more important right now. So it's like that's, it's really stressful for my mom and my family. Because yeah. she's already endured two heart attacks at the age of 33. She has a stint, and it's just like just this year in January, she was on life support for three weeks. So mm-hmm. it ain't even been a whole year since the last heart attack, and now we back at this right now, right before Christmas. And I'm like, dang, it ain't even been a year yet when you were just on life support. So it's just yeah. it's really difficult right now. Okay. All right. Benika, we got you down. Um, We will be praying for your sister and your entire family in this matter. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to take a moment to um, it's very thick on the line. Yes, it was a tough discussion this morning, but definitely something that was necessary. So whether we're grieving the loss of someone because of death, whether we're grieving the loss of someone because of a job, because of a life circumstance, it is still grief, and God still sees us. So even in the midst of us feeling down and feeling broken, Know that we have a father that sits high and he looks low. And there is no situation that is too big for him. We may not understand the circumstances. We may not understand why the cards were dealt the way that they were. But what we do know is that he is in control of everything. 
every intricate detail is important to our Father. Our brokenness, our loneliness, our uncertainty, our disappointment, our tears, all of those things are important to him. So though we may get upset in our flesh and we may give a fleshly reaction or pull away, he is still so very present. He is still so very present. So I just want to encourage the brokenness, encourage those dark places that you shall prevail. It may not look like it today. It may not look like it tomorrow. But God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have to repent. And if he said it, if he promised it to you, it is so. Mm-hmm. It is so. So let's not allow the enemy to take mm-hmm. our joy. Shanique? Hello? Okay, Shanique, yeah, I didn't hear you anymore. You just stopped. I was like, uh. <laughs> So, yes, we just don't want to let the enemy take our joy. Yes, it's required that we have to go through these seasons. Every season is not going to be a season of harvest. It is different seasons in our life that we are required to face. And in that breaking and in that build, in that breaking process is a process for us to be built up. Mm-hmm. And know that sometimes we are going through things not necessarily just for us, but to be able to give a testimony to someone else. And I just want everyone to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Just mm. be encouraged. Know that Thank it's you. okay to lean on that person. It's okay to say, I'm not feeling it today, and allow someone else to carry some of that weight for you. But most importantly, know that God is ready and able and capable to carry it and to deliver. Thank you. Everyone to be encouraged. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janique. We needed that. Thank you. All right. Anyone else, real quickly, before we go to God in prayer? All right. All right. So we have these two prayer requests. Heavenly Father, God, we come to you to say thank you this morning. Thank you, God, for waking us up and for seeing fit to wake us up for another day, God. Thank you for the day that lies ahead. Thank you for all the uncertainties, God. But we sit and smile as we trust in you, God, and believe in you, God, that you already have the day worked out. We pray for each and every person on this line right now, God. We pray for them. We pray for their families. We pray for all their friends. And we pray for every single person that will pass by our presence today, God. We pray for you to do a mighty work in their lives, God. Send your angels to cover them, to love on them. And, God, more importantly for any person that we know in our life right now, whether it's ourselves or a close friend or even a neighbor or a coworker, 
God, for any person who is dealing with a loss, God, that you will provide unwavering comfort and peace to them at this time, a peace that only you can provide, a love that only you can give. God, we pray that you move in their life in such a way that they'll know it's you. God, we want to lift up Nasir to you, God. He's been through so much in his life, God, as the whole one side of his body is, uh, is um, paralyzed, as he um, looks for a family to one day adopt him, God. Only you know his plan and only you know the vision that you have for his life, God. And so as we put all of our own wants and needs, God, on you, we pray that you just be with him. Keep Nasir safe, God. Keep him increasing his mobility and getting stronger by the day. God, and we pray for that other family to come in and say, we want to love Nasir. We want to love him to good health. We want, to love, we want him to be a part of our family, God. We pray for that for him right now. We also pray for Lakeisha's son. God, as he's going through things and tuition keeps popping up on the table and how much is this cost and can I afford that, God? And we just pray that all of the questions, all of the concerns are removed from the table, God, and that you come in the way and you come in the midst, God, in a miraculous way. God, have your way in their life. God, we trust in you. We trust in you. And we believe in you, God. And God, and today we stand on the faith, the strong faith, that it doesn't matter what season we're in, God, because we smile and know that you are in control. And Lakeisha's ups and in her downs, God, today she's calling in and she's seeking your face. She's standing firmly on your foundation, God, that you are in control of all areas of her life. God, we lift up Lakeisha to you at this time. We also pray for Benita, God. God, she's an intercessor, and she jumps in, and she helps, and she, she tries to assist anyone that she sees that is going through something or that needs something, God. But she is in a situation right now where she does not know how to continue to help, God, and so she's seeking your face. You know the students she's talking about, the family that's living in this shelter, God, and they have until the 15th to find a new location, God. Can you help them find a new location, God? Can you help them find a better location? Can you help them find a job, God, so that they can provide a suitable income and so that they can pay the bills for this newer, better location, God? This is just a small thing, God, in the enormous realm of beautiful miracles, God, that you that you create daily. God, so can... Can we watch a miracle be done in, in the life of this family? For this time of year, God, Vanika is wearing it, knowing that she's doing all that she can for this family. God, we pray for the new place, the new apartment, the new house. God, we pray for the car, and we pray for the job that comes along with that, God. We pray for this family's life to be completely transformed, God. And we pray for them to seek your face through all of this. We also lift up Benita's sister. God, her sister has been going through it. 
she's been fighting with lupus, God, and fluid around her heart, God, and pressure on her heart, God, and we pray for the fluid to move out of her body, God, and we pray for her to be healed and for her to be comforted, God, and for her to no longer be in pain, God. For however long that may be, God, we pray for you to move in her life, God, and lift up her entire family as they're suffering with her through this whole ordeal, God, through the heart attacks, God, through the hospital visits, through the pain, God, we lift up her and her entire family to you, God, that you'll just be with them, God, and provide comfort for them and healing to her body, to her sister's body, and to just give them hope. Hope, God, that you are the healer. God, move in our lives and show us how to be the best we can be for you. We are all vessels for you, God, and at this time we're seeking your face for you to use us. Use us in ways that we can't even imagine, God. Use our words, God, to speak life into people, to speak a word of comfort, to give a prayer to someone, to give an encouraging word to those that need it, like Shamit did on the, on the call a few minutes ago. God, use our hands and our arms to give hugs and love to those that, that are in need. God, show us how to be better versions of ourselves. Show us how to be the person that you've called us to be, God. Show us how to release the gift that's inside of us, God, that's buried deep down. Use us today, God, in a way that makes us feel so good because we know it was divinely orchestrated by you. God, we're grateful to come to you in this time of prayer and devotion and to just seek your face first before we do any and everything that we have in today. God, we love you and we honor you. And we pray for your blessings to be showered among all of us, God, and for favor to fall down upon us like rain. God, it's an honor to serve you and bow down before your feet. We honor you. We worship you. All the glory goes to you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And we all unmute our phones and say amen. 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 You all have a blessed day. Amen. I bundle up today. You will.